0: Hey, what's up? This is Aaron. This is Kyle. And uh, this is the third episode of the Recovered AF podcast. Uh, and Kyle has to give us a disclaimer first.
1: Absolutely. Uh, we are not affiliated with any 12-step organization. Uh, like we say all the time, we're just a couple of dudes sharing our experience and talking about going through the work or whatever comes up during this hour or so session. So, thanks. Cool. So yeah, so this is the third
0: episode, and um, we were actually supposed to have a guest on the uh, episode with us today, and she's got the stomach flu, and she sounded pretty convincing about having the stomach flu, but I'm pretty sure what happened is she came to her senses. She realized that she'd committed to this podcast, and she was just like, what the fuck? Why would I sit down with those two idiots and talk to them for an hour?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and we just got our stuff uploaded onto iTunes and Stitcher, and so now we have a sick guest.
0: (laughs) We're like, hey, this is what we're doing. Go check it out. She's like, all right, great. And then she, uh, yeah, went and listened to it and got a sudden case of the stomach flu. (laughs) Uh,
1: Let's hope it's uh, quick. She's not actually really, really sick. But, uh, yeah, I I get it.
0: Maybe give some hands-up prayers. Yep. Prayers. yep.
1: and I've been uh, in my own life trying to avoid doing these for, we spent two months <laughs> not doing them, too. So I get it, yeah. if that is the case. Yeah,
0: that's right. So I, I was, uh, well, like I said, we listened to a lot of podcasts, and I was... Um, at work I, I, I'm at work at a place where I can listen to podcasts while I do my job and listening to them and thinking about how that, that like I, you know that would be cool to have a podcast and then uh, just about that same time Kyle called me or texted me texted me I was like, is it, like mm-hmm. is it wrong that I would like to like start this podcast and do this thing and I was like dude I was just thinking the same thing and we were so jacked up we're like yeah let's do it and then we got together and we like had this planning meeting and then
1: Yeah. Probably did nothing. We didn't do anything for like a month, I think. And then we got together again. And then we were like, oh, yeah, let's look at what kind of equipment it would take. And then we agreed to buy (laughs) equipment. And then we were kind of in. You know, we sunk a few hundred bucks in. And then it was like, all right, we're in now, I guess. So we got to just do the thing. And then the first day, I tried to balk on doing it. (laughs) And then the second day was a little better. And then today we have a guest that couldn't make it. <laughs> today was supposed to be the easy
0: one, right? Yeah. All the heat was off. Like I don't have to fucking talk about anything. You don't have to talk about anything. We just have to ask her questions and yeah. then uh, and then uh, that's not what ended up happening.
1: Yeah. I was actually really excited too because um your cousin, she that spon- like last week I talked about going to a sponsorship workshop when I was really miserable and then meeting my new sponsor and um uh, She actually spoke at the sponsorship workshop. She was the, uh, she did like a whole hour talking about sponsorship. It was really cool. It kind of, because I think I was probably, I don't know, nine, ten months sober. And I was like, holy shit, this chick's got a couple of years is all. And she's just killing this thing. She's talking at a workshop and stuff. I was I was really inspired, so I was excited to talk to her.
0: Nah, she made that whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, actually, this is all BS. I don't know. It was
1: awesome. I really liked it, yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure she just went to another conference and listened to somebody else talk about it and recorded <laughs> what they said, and then she would have some material for that I did workshop.
1: That, I did that in meetings for a long time. <laughs> go to a meeting, hear someone say something good, and then go share it at the next one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I developed a pretty good way of um uh, being able to reference the literature into all of my shares to support the thing that I was saying, but maybe not actually doing.
1: Yeah. And you've got yourself a book today to reference. Yeah, the that's I, brought so... it, I brought it out. So yeah. uh, in, in, in case. case I need to um <laughs> reference two wives.
0: <laughs> I've got it available.
1: I like that. That's a good one. So um So yeah, we are, we're just going to wing it because Aaron and I agreed we are going to put out content and uh, if a guest couldn't make it, we'd get together and do one anyway. So today we are going to have a discussion about God knows what.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just real quick too, like I'm thinking about this last night because like this is what happens every week. Every week, like Wednesday, I'm jacked to do the podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, we're it's going it's on this weekend, and the day comes, and then it's like not so fun to like think about sitting around (laughs) and having to do a podcast and figure out what the hell to talk about when our guest is unable to make it. And uh, I was listening to another podcast last night, and and that guy that was a guest on the podcast also had his own podcast, and then I was like everybody that's a guest on that podcast has their own podcast. And I'm like every asshole in the world has a podcast. So we're just two more assholes it's with right. a podcast. Yeah, we're yeah. giving it a shot though. Just, so two yeah. more, just two, two more assholes <laughs> with a podcast. Maybe that should have been the name. Yeah, that might be
1: the name moving forward. Yeah. We might change that um, to Two assholes with a podcast. That
0: sounds good. Yeah.
1: Um, but I, you were talking a bit, before we turned this thing on about um, being able to be present in your marriage today and uh, give it the proper attention. Do, we, do you want to share that story? That was, I got a kick out of it. It was cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think my wife would be okay with sharing this because So what, what happens is Kyle and I, we do this in my house and we sit down in our living room. And, uh, uh, like he said, the first episode, I think, uh, my wife's been about the most supportive person. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, you know, I don't know. She supports everything I do. I think there's a fellowship for that, <laughs> 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 but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, and so like she wants us to be able to just do this, you know, and be able to concentrate on what we're doing. we got a couple of dogs. Uh, thankfully we don't have kids. And, uh, so she, her, her parents live close by. So she, you know, when we're doing this, she grabs up the dogs and, and takes them over there and, and hangs out. And, uh, you know, Kyle was saying that, you know, he, he feels bad that she has to leave, um, when we do this thing. And I was like, nah, she's cool. She's got her parents close by. Cause they used to live 20 miles out of town and she couldn't just, you know, go over there and hang out and take the dogs. And, um, but like there's this thing there's this thing now where it's like, okay, that's okay I'm not um I know that I'm not um what am I trying to say like um I don't know, I guess neglect is the right word, mm-hmm. right I know or I know that I, we're not impositioning her, I know that she doesn't mind right and I know this because I have impositioned her in the past, um just with about everything that I've done, and I know that that because I know that I've neglected her in the past and the story that we were talking about. Was uh, my wife used to have this recurring dream, and um, you know, when she was growing up, she had a couple of dogs, and and they and they had to be outside dogs, and you know, Amber, you know, she's felt you know guilty about that for a long time, but she kept having this recurring dream about it, about these dogs, and and in, in the dream, um, she was just neglecting these dogs while they were out in the elements, and you know, looking in, and you know, wanting to be inside, and and clearly being neglected, and she was, um, you know, continue to have this dream, and she had. Uh, told her mental health professional about it at the time and the mental health professional suggested that perhaps it wasn't um the dogs being neglected that it was her being neglected and she had a good enough history about the uh about the uh about the family dynamic and uh and amber brought that up and addressed it to me you know and i had to you know obviously when we do our when we read inventory and we look at our conduct both, you know, in the resentment inventory and in the, and the, and the sex inventory, we look at our misconduct and you know, there was plenty there, but like the idea of neglect was something that I had to really look at mm-hmm. based on all like, I guess, I suppose like when you, I suppose when my wife has gallbladder surgery and gets home from the hospital that same day and I snag up a few of her Percocets and go to a graduation party just intending to have a couple of drinks and then not make it home or make it home when the bar is closed that probably that that qualifies as neglect just a little bit (laughs) but like I never you know this is one of those things where my my perception of life it just doesn't realize that that's what I'm doing and so when she brought that up to me and we addressed those um um feelings of neglect and uh I learned how to be more attentive to my wife, and you know, like, and she's allowed to tell me now, like, "Hey, I need this from you. I need this from you. I need this from you." Right. Um, she doesn't even have to tell me anymore. Like, I, I just get to figure it out. But if she needs to, anyway. So once we address those neglect issues, uh, she doesn't have that dream anymore. Right. It's just <laughs> yeah. like one of those things that you know, like, not fully understanding the impact that we have on people. I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I um, We talked a little bit about that kind of last week in, in my story too, about the impact that, you know, our drinking and using causes in other people's lives. That's just a huge thing. And I don't think I'll ever fully understand it, you know, because I'm just, I'm selfish and self-centered to the core. So for me, it's just like, oh yeah, this is how life is. This is what I do. This is how I go through life. This is this is just it, you know, and the rest of everyone around me is having to deal with all of that and the whirlwind that causes that. So to be able to see that corrected and then to have your wife experience that corrected, it, I don't know. To me, that's just another area where the program works, not just not drinking or using. You know what I mean? Your repair, your your relationship is repaired. Like, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I think that's the thing about being recovered. It's not just... Um... Like you said, it's just not, it's just not a matter of, you know, simply not drinking. Mm-hmm. It's the psychic change that's talked about in the book yeah. and, you know, being dominated with a new set of ideas and motives. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about based on a conversation that we had earlier in the week. <laughs> so we had a blizzard here this week and the town got shut down for about a day and a half. <laughs> and uh and um and and it it got me thinking about the first time i had ever had experience in a 12-step program when um when uh all i did was just go to the meetings and do the fellowship and like this is what it looked like i was 20 already progressed to the point where the spiritual malady was just fucking me up and I was just a crazy person, right? A sober, crazy person, um, completely unstable all the time and just like, just prone to these emotional outbursts. And I was like, not getting the message that I had to do something if I wanted something to change. And it was just this. And so like how it would look is like, I would like, you know, wake up pretty crazy. And then, um, do a few hours of work and then hit one of those noon meetings and then i would um, go in there and just unload all of my shit whatever my mm-hmm. problems were of the day then i'd feel so much better and i'd walk out and I'd be like yeah good meeting <laughs> good meeting right like fucking of course i felt a little bit better because i just unloaded all of my fucking insanity in a room full of people right and then um and then, and then go out and try and keep my shit together until like the five thirty or the eight o'clock or the, you know, I felt super spiritual with the candlelight and uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that must've added something candles yeah and then do the same thing all over again. And, and then, uh, but I was just crazy. I was just crazy in between and I wasn't recovered from anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I still live in my parents' basement. I still, um, had trouble keeping employment. I had, it's just like, I was just sober. That's all I was. I was just sober. And it's no wonder that like eight months into that and just completely wound up and just crazier than shit that I, you know, went and had a few drinks. And I was devastated at the time. I didn't understand like this idea of of like we do this work, we get this relationship with a power greater than, than ourselves. And like I get to take that in every area of my life. Right. right. So it's no wonder that I didn't, you know no wonder that didn't happen but yeah we had joked about that because there was you know a blizzard and nobody could get out and nobody could get anywhere and nobody could go to any meetings and yeah. anybody anybody that was like I was when I was 20 was probably losing their shit mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah exactly right?
1: yeah just running a running chaos again cuz oh I don't have my meeting today yeah. type of mentality yeah one well, i joked like uh oh what a, i guess maybe on the podcast we'll just talk about not making it to a meeting and what life was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause life still went on, you know, I got outside and I shoveled my driveway and I shoveled my neighbor's driveway. You know, like I was, I was still out there. I was still being useful. I was still doing the thing, you know, just, I don't have to do it only inside of a meeting now today. And there's a lot of freedom that comes with that. I think, you know, like it's just reprieve. I don't have to be terrified because I'm not going to get to a, an hour long meeting and dump all of my shit out on the table and then leave again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember, um, like and the way that I, that, that I would think back then was like, if I was doing something that I thought was good, like if I was doing something good and then something negative happened, I would like, I remember one time like, uh, trying to clean my room cause it was a real shithole. And, uh, I didn't really ever had hadn't really cleaned it since I stopped drinking and I was like trying to get it all cleaned out and I was moving a sofa out and I don't know it fell over and it hit me in the head and then I put a hole through the wall (laughs) with my fist (laughs) and uh, like just offended that a sofa could fall on my head while I was um, doing something good and doing something right. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you know like why me. Yeah
1: exactly. Um this is something I don't think you and I've ever talked about. Do you, uh, give you the guys you're working with? Do you explain to them meeting con like, uh, conduct like inside of a meeting? Like, do you explain to them what should go on there? And, or do you just let them figure it out by being at them?
0: Yeah. I haven't really addressed it. Usually. So what usually sort of what happens is like once they start getting through the work, they, they start seeing things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And, um, Like, so all the guys that I've, that I've worked with, I think most of them since I've been back couldn't drive. Um, so we ended up, we, I ended up taking them to my home group right? and my home group in our, um, what is it? The preference or is it in the beginning? You know, it it sort of states that we, um, ask you to stay out, stay on topic and share in a way that's brief and solution focused. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then fortunately we have a, we're belching a lot. We're drinking Red Bull. Sorry. (laughs) Um, And uh, like the people there that are, that that also been through the work. So like when the topic comes out and it's, you know, we've asked people to share their experience based on the topic. Like um, that sort of tends to get shared in that way. And so I think they Mm -hmm. pick up on that. I think people that come to our meetings that have maybe only been to the other meetings where, like I said, that was like that, like used to be the thing that I did where I would just go and, and um take a problem in there and and unload it on people like i i think that that doesn't really happen at ours and i think that the people that i work with um pick up on that when yeah. they come and i think that um and then sometimes they'll hear hear something or hear a speaker or and then they'll start to ask me about it and i be like yeah you know like um you know we're 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 there for the new person right and um you know those those problems are best you know done in a tenth step mm-hmm. and so it's just sort of ha- it just sort of happens but usually i don't think anything about it until they start getting through the work and then they sort of i don't know have that change on their own what about you
1: yeah well your your meetings really set up nicely that it kind of just produces good meeting conduct, you know, cause it's a call on meeting. So you don't get people just sharing multiple times or any, you know, like it, there's just a good flow to it. There's, that's not always the case. You know, there's a, sometimes it's like an open discussion and there's nothing, there's no structure, you know? And, and it was explained to me by, by my sponsor, our, our mutual friend who, who's put us in touch that like, it's the responsibility of the chairperson in the meeting to kind of keep the meeting geared that way. So the furthest I really get into it with the guys I'm working with, with my sponsees is that, um, at, at the level of chair in the meeting, that's really the only place I'll talk about, Hey, here's some conduct as a person that's chairing the meeting. As far as being in a meeting itself. Um, I think I personally think that that guy's got to get his own experience if I just tell him, hey, don't share like this or don't do this, I'm kind of putting a cap on what he should or not do. And to me, it's like, dude, if you go into a meeting and act like a buffoon and get fucking sniped across the room or whatever, like that's experience, man. And like that's happened to me and it's been shitty and I've been frustrated and stuff. And I've gone to meetings and puked up my problems before too. And and it, I mean, it's just to me. I I try not to get too involved with that stuff, except for at the chair level, because I believe there is a responsibility there. So,
0: yeah, and I guess I, you know, with one of the guys I'm working with now, just sort of had that happen. He had, he was at a, he had, he was at one, and he had said that it had gotten off topic pretty quick, and then just escalated from there. I didn't really comment on that, other than to say so. um, the cool thing about chairing a meeting and having it being a call on meeting is because that just happens. Um, you get to dictate and you know, the people that have will stay on topic. Right. And so, um, I'll call on one of those people and then, you know, you know, maybe some people I don't know. And then mm-hmm. if things tend to get off topic, you know, I can just go back to somebody I know and they'll bring it back on topic. Right. And so that's the good thing about that format. If like, if your thing is keeping a, keeping a meeting on topic and if that's something that that um yeah is a is a is a goal of the group right then that's a good way to do it and like some of these things like it was just me and my friend um it was just me and my friend heather when we started this group mm-hmm. right and so we didn't really discuss anything we just well like i said most of the time we just sat there right uh, yeah. and and eventually you or jeff would show up sometimes and yeah um, but you you had a group that you were running at the beginning of that too, or a meeting? I yeah. don't know if it was a group. It was anyway. just a meeting, yeah. Yeah, and um, and so uh, you know, but then once we started picking up a, a more home group members, then we like ha- actually did the thing and had a group conscience. Um, it couldn't be just me deciding how I wanted this thing to go. It had to be right. everybody. Like, okay, so this is. Like, I'd like to, you know, make it official that we pick a topic out of the big book. I'd like to make it official that this be a call-on meeting. I'd like to make it that the, only a chair, you know, only a home group member can chair the meeting. And the reason why we do that is because, like, we have an idea of what we want this group to be. And that's new person-centered and that's solution-centered. And right. And that's why we ask that only home group members um, share it because they share in our group ideas and carrying our group's message. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and we had a group conscience at my home group and, um, you know,
0: we, (laughs) we (laughs) We had
1: a, uh, we have a pretty loose format and a loose group. And, um, but one thing our group is super geared towards is sponsorship. You know, that's important to the people that our home group members where I'm at. And so we changed, we had voted, you know, on some language being changed around to, um, to encourage, sponsorship where we ask if you've been through the work and have the time and willingness, would you do it? And I think your group does the same thing. And then honestly, we've seen I personally have seen a dramatic increase. And who would you know, I'm like, okay, is this really gonna make a difference or whatever? But at our at our group I have noticed a big difference. You know, we're we're getting new people and they're getting sponsors in our group and they're staying and they're becoming home group members themselves. So it's kinda cool to see that grow and then the, my home group kind of overlaps into your home group. Cause like, you know, we different fellowships. So we, we end up attending similar meetings and stuff and it's, I don't know, it's cool. I think the biggest thing for me is, um, seeing that fellowship grow up about me, you know, like the home group for me today is I don't really give it a, enough credit. And I guess because for a while I was just, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to be a part of a group and like be a part of, and never really felt like that. And then just as a result of continuing to participate and put myself out there and attending other meetings outside of my own, it's kind of morphed into this thing. I mean, me and you and a couple of dudes, the guys that we do our Wednesday night thing with, like we have our own little fellowship kind of growing up about us. And it it is pretty fucking legit, man. Like I, it's nice to feel a part of because for a long time, I did not feel a part of in, in the rooms of 12 step program, you know, and, and that a is a lot of me manifesting in those rooms. But at the same time, I have similar experience with people now as a result of doing the work and finding those people that have also done the work It's, it's just been a game changer for me for my, for my program to be around more people like that. And I think it just keeps growing. It's it's really been fucking sweet over the last year.
0: Yeah, I think the thing like where I goofed it up when the you know the time where I was you know pretty pretty involved in the fellowship and then ended up going back out, but like you know desperately also sought out that fellowship. And um, I looked, I looked in the wrong places. Like I looked outward, and like you know I needed some more people to like get in line with what we're doing. Is basically how I looked at it. Right. And, um, this time I didn't even care. I was just like, you know, um, okay, I guess I'll start this fellowship, whatever. And I'll show up and then, um, but this shit ain't mine. And I I think I was really hoping that it would take off and that I could get out of it if I needed to.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I remember you saying that you're like, hopefully this thing will take off and I can kind of just be hands off and i'm like oh yeah i don't think that's gonna happen dude like
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. and so but like but that did get me out of the equation right it just loved it that in god's hands and how the fellowship grew up to god instead of up to aaron like um i've got an idea of what i want the fellowship and the idea of fellowship to look like and maybe i've seen parts of it other groups and other places and i'm like oh yeah these people have it going on and like oh that'd be great to have what i have but you know that's that's their thing and that's there and so I wasn't trying to create anything this time. I was just trying to follow instruction from God. And so that's probably why it turned out so well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, your, your group is my favorite meeting of the week. You know, it's, it's just quality and uh, the structure. Like I said, it, it just builds recovery and solution, which is nice and,
0: and the holding hands and the singing and the seances and
1: the, the hokey pokey at yeah. the end and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all, all those things too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I was curious about that because I've heard, you know, just like, I'm sure everybody has about, Oh yeah. My, my sponsor told me exactly how I was supposed to do in meetings and stuff. And I, that's just not how I am. And I, you and I never really talked about that at the meeting level. You know, you and I have pretty similar approaches to going through the big book. But as far as meeting attendance, um, you know, you're, you're, the guys you're working with have good, uh, pretty solid meeting etiquette. <laughs> and I, I was wondering, I've been thinking about that. I'm like, I wonder if Aaron talks to them about that or if it's just kind of rubs off on them because of where they are getting recovered at
0: yeah i think i think they just sort of figure out on their own like you said i think to be overbearing like i don't know there's this idea to want to control those things right because i don't know sometimes when when i'm in a meeting and things seem a little off topic and i get a little i don't know hot i don't know like not angry hot like
1: uncomfortable like physically hot you start sweating in meetings
0: like almost (laughs) like being embarrassed for somebody else or something like that you know (laughs) what I mean like um and so those things can happen and I'm like oh you know and some that's just you know a lot of that's just that self-centeredness but um yeah so there's I think an idea to want to sort of push them in a certain direction but then then that just doesn't that doesn't end up working out right like and you know like the thing you know I've I met folks that a lot. I guess a lot of them that that encouraged their hmm, people, their sponsees, there to to go into a meeting and 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 just talk about their problems and share it in front of the group and do all of those things and. I think I heard it best like this that that's just I'm not gonna walk into a room full of the sickest people on earth and <laughs> ask them to solve my problems <laughs> that's not a, like that's not a, that's what I have a relationship with God for that's what I have closed close mouth friends for um, that's just not really what I think that that's for like um, the 10 steps pretty clear about what I do when I get those things and it, do, it does say to discuss them it definitely right. it definitely does say to discuss them um, I I I'm not going to do it in a room full of people. Right. You know, I, I, I have a, I have like, so maybe we could talk about the 10 step. I have like a pretty much a 10 step circle. It involves you, my sponsor, my old sponsor, and uh, maybe one or two other people mm-hmm. on standby. Like if I have to like emergency, you know, right. like something as serious as going on. Um, But I have people that I can call to do a 10 step with that understand the process that aren't going to get involved in my shit that are going to see shit objectively, mm-hmm. you know, and like, you know, I'll call those people and discuss it like the book tells me to. Yeah. You know, and then, then then when I get to the meeting, then I can be like, Hey, like I had this situation come up, right. I applied the program. Um, I gave the, I gave it to God and like, this was the solution. This is how it turned
1: out. Right. You're getting the experience and then going back and carrying that message in a meeting as opposed to using the meeting as a solution.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to just like take it in there and, like a litmus, you know, right. I just,
1: I don't know. I, I agree. Yeah. Well, and I've got, I I was telling, I have a sponsor. I was telling this about the other day because you and I, I like to think are pretty good buddies now. And, um, we have this good ability to take off our friend hat and get to the program. You know what I mean? Like I called you this week to do a 10 step about this work thing that I had going on. And, it was like, Hey dude, and we're joking. And then I'm like, all right, I got to get into this thing. And then it was like, immediately you're solution focused. You're out of the book. You're able to be honest with me. Give me appropriate, honest feedback on what, what, what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And like some of that, I don't see myself. That's why I use a 10 step sometimes is cause I'm like, all right, I'm fucking full of fear and I'm resentful. And then as I start talking to you about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that that's where I'm to blame in this thing. That's what I did, you know, and you're able to give me that feedback. And then we're buddies again afterwards. And like, I don't know if that's unique or if that's pretty common. But like for me, that's unique because I have a lot of people in my life that are either there to give me honest feedback or they're and they're my buddy and they're just going to kind of co-sign my bullshit. And you and I have kind of been able to find a middle ground of that. I was telling my sponsee about this because he's having a hard time doing 10 steps because he's like, I don't really know how to reach out because I either the people I have reached out to kind of just co-sign it. And it's like, well, dude, you should be reaching out. You know, I'm trying to get him into our 10 step circle. I'm like, you need to be reaching out to Aaron and to me and, you know, a couple other dudes that you and I use that way. Cause I, I feel like we have the ability to do that. Like if you call me for a 10 step, I think that I'm able to do the same thing. You know what I mean? And that, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just think it's really a cool situation where we can be friends, but you can still be honest with me and, uh, and helpful and not just feel like you need to just give me your approval or whatever, you know, does that make sense?
0: No, it does. And like the thing about it is too is like qualifying that I'm doing a ten step because sometimes I'll call up and I just want to fucking
1: yeah bitch right right I'm not
0: calling to do a ten step I'm calling as a buddy right to vent a little frustration yeah and that's all that's all I'm doing and it's nothing more and it's nothing less exactly talk about what fucking idiots most most of people <laughs> I- <laughs> talk about incompetence a yeah. lot <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I may I may have an over over inflated view of myself. <laughs> Uh, but, like, um, like when you call me to do a 10 step, like the other day, like I, when you said 10 step, you know, like I automatically saw, saw my role change as that of a person that's not there to be your friend anymore, is that a person that's there to be honest with you. Like, if you're calling me to do a 10 step, my responsibility back is to be honest with you. And, like, I think that you do a good job, like, that, uh, you know, the way we talked about. Like, I, I called one, it was a while ago was about work and i was you know raging about other people's incompetence (laughs) (laughs) you know and you talked about the times in in your job where you'd been a hypocrite and i had not seen that i was being a hypocrite right i'd seen some other stuff but i was completely blind to that fact that i was being a total hypocrite but you were you talked about yourself being a hypocrite and i was like oh you know there it was you know there it is and i talk a lot when we're in meetings about this last four step that i did when i got back this time about um um, my wife and I used to live in an old house and we had some electrical problems and we'd have a short and man, and it would be a son of a bitch finding it. And we spent, you know, several days and, you know, like we, it was tied to the furnace and I was so happy when I finally found that short, you know, like that was the defect. Um, but I was so happy when I finally saw it, you know, right. and like that's what that inventory was. And that's what that 10 step was. When I called you is like, oh, I, I can't find the short man. And you talked about being a hypocrite and I'm like, ah, yeah, there it is. It's not like the self-defeating truth about myself it's this thing about like this is the thing that i need to see that i can't see and then you know having somebody else um, you know point that out to me like that's that's the purpose of the deal right and same thing like you know when i get a guy to the 10th step i'm like okay like um you can you can talk to Kyle you can talk to this person you can talk talk to me but it's important to get several of us you know like to Um, in case I'm unavailable and just like, I think it's a good idea to, you know, have some vulnerability with other men in the program. Absolutely. the hardest thing about the 10th step is doing it right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I am for sure the guy that's done, you know, three parts of that. I ask God to remove it. I make amends if I need to. And I turn my thoughts towards something else, but I, I don't ask anyone else to have a conversation. And that's to me, the vulnerability and the growth comes from that you know like all of it is good but that part of it there is I mean there's a reason why people don't want to do that is because that's the hard part of it
0: yeah like and it's like I used to do them about work a lot I still probably do but like I'd be like you know I'd, I have this thing where i like dude nobody wants to hear it again like fucking figure it out already buddy like <laughs> you know <laughs> You've done this one like 27 times already, yeah. you know, like figure it out. But like, and then it would get to this thing. But then what happened to me, like when, when things got off the rails last time is what that led to is me not being honest. Right. right? Rather than just do that same fucking 10 step again, I just stopped talking about it. And then, and then when, as soon as that happens, I'm being dishonest. Right. And mm-hmm. then that sort of bled into dishonesty in other areas of my life. And it's a slippery slope, man. Right. I mean, it was a rough landing.
1: Yep, exactly. Well, and, and I I had originally reached out to my sponsor and said, hey, can you, do you have time for a 10-step? And he's like, no, I'm sorry, I'm in a meeting. And then I'm like, okay, Aaron, do, do you have time for a 10-step? And you're like, yeah. And so it's nice to be able to, you know, because it's easy to go, oh, that guy doesn't have it. Maybe I don't need to do this 10-step and just go about my day and no big deal. But to have the perseverance to go, you know what, like this shit, I know I need to clean this up now. And, and so to do it in, in that moment and not take a, that's why it's important to have multiple people is cause then if, if I'm busy, you call the next guy and every guy that I work with, I give them your number. I give them one of my sponsees numbers and I, and then I'll usually suggest another dude that I'm I've gone through the work with before and say, these are people that you can reach out with too. They all do 10 steps similar to how I do, you know, they're going to have different experience and perspective, but at least we're in the same ballpark and then follow through on that. That's so huge, man. Like the follow through on that stuff is crucial.
0: Well, and like the, the, the thing I'm thinking is like, it uses the word immediately, right? Right. Like we discuss this with somebody immediately. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason for that. Like in my experience, um, if I wait if I wait and I'm like, ah, fuck it, you know, like then, you know, a day or two goes by and I'm like, ah, it wasn't even that big, you know, right. Cause there's a lot of emotion involved right. and I'm like, it wasn't really that big a deal anyway. And then I don't 10 step it. And then the next time it happens, I'm already carrying around some stuff from the last time that thing happened. Right. And then I lose my shit and then I overreact and then I cause harm.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's crucial to do it as it comes up. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole purpose of it. <laughs> Plus, like,
0: like, and you you had talked about this. Um, like, you know, originally pain being the motivator for doing the work. And that's it. And that's and that's it. But, like, um, now it doesn't have to be that way. Like, now it has to you know, I can just r- realize I don't want the rest of my day to be disrupted over this thing. Yeah. Like it doesn't really need to go like that. It can go like that, but it doesn't need to go like that.
1: Right. What a fucking change in perspective that is where it's like the only time I've been willing to do work is when I'm, I'm dying, you know, and like, oh, my life's miserable. So I'll do something now. And it's like today, that's not really how I want to live. You know, like the 10 step I did with you today was before a situation was going on, like something had happened, but then I was going to have to have a conversation with someone. And so it was like, I'm going to 10 step this before I have that conversation. And Because I don't want my day to go to shit. I don't want to fight with coworkers. I don't want to have an argument. I don't want to feel resentful all day. I don't like the way I feel when I'm full of fear. So, like, what a perspective change of, like, oh, yeah, I can do this shit to grow, and I don't have to do it because I'm digging myself out of a hole. You know, it's like I can do this stuff and keep propelling forward instead of fall to the ground and then do this stuff.
0: Yeah which is well but i mean then you know that's the way it's always been right like yeah why you know why i don't know everything got way past due like you know like a bill or something like shit (laughs) is past due before i'm willing to address it yeah exactly it's like like, oh
1: yeah i owe thousands of dollars to the irs so now i guess i'll look at it (laughs) or whatever (laughs) you know what i mean
0: wife's gone maybe i should do something yeah
1: exactly (laughs) and it's like it takes a lot of pain to realize that stuff but then I believe for me when I'm in when I'm in in the realm of the spirit and I'm I'm engaged with a power greater than me like I don't have to be fucking defeated to do something and that that's made a big difference in my life you know and I've propelled I think I've grown more in the last year as a result of growing in those moments than <laughs> then sorry, <laughs> that's all right. Sorry. I thought I heard. I hear a squeak. Yeah, oh, okay. But uh, I don't have to only like I don't have to hit rock bottom and then go up and then hit rock bottom and go up. I can just kind of ride this wave that slowly projects up. If that makes any sense, and it's it's been great, man.
0: Yeah, dude. There's some there's some momentum to it, and that's sort of what I did the yeah. last time too. Like you know I. I listened to enough people talking about, you know, the, 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 highs and lows that come and come as a result of like, you know, long-term sobriety. And I didn't, you know, I wasn't around, you know, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so like I would, I would just like, you know, I just, I convinced myself that, 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 the only way to grow is through pain. Right. Yeah. Like that was the only way to grow. And so I would just wait, you know, and I would just wait and sit there and wait for it to come and then it would come and then I would not do anything. Cause it, then it's hard to get out of that spot. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And so then I went through that cycle and that like boomer bus cycle. Yeah. And like this time, it, I don't know. It was cool. Like I was really able to let go of old ideas probably yeah. because I was like, fuck this 12 step stuff anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I think I have to do like, it was like this thing, like I need to do this because this seems to be the only thing that works, but I don't really want to do it. And I don't really give a fuck. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. I'm just going to do it though because I have to, if I want to live. Right. So that sort of freed me up to like what it might look like. And anyway, like as a result though, the thing is, is what you were talking about. I get the, this, there's some momentum to doing this stuff and, um, I don't have to go up and down. I get to ride long waves of just gradual, you know, rise in awareness and enjoyment of life.
1: Right. Yeah. It's much more of a, like my, my sponsor talks about like the ebbs and flows and that they kind of they're long now, you know, they're not like this fucking heartbeat scale of like, doom, 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 up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. It's kind of just like a, like a wave kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but that's been my experience recently is like, oh yeah, if I just continue to do this thing, I don't have to hit such lows and my highs aren't as high and I still am okay. You know, like I feel better when I'm just kind of, being a part of life instead of constantly chasing or constantly fucking it up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I get to it's... be a consistent adult.
1: Yeah, Exa- yeah exactly. Yeah. I get to show up for work every day. I get to pay my bills on time. Yeah. I get to be there as a boyfriend or fiance or husband like you, you know, like I just get to participate instead of just fucking scrambling all the time.
0: My poor wife thought I had bipolar because she didn't know what what was going on with me all the time. And it turns out I was just like, wound up off the scales um you know when i had when i had my opiates Mm -hmm. and then um when i'd run out i'd withdraw and i was no fun to be around right or even towards the end of you know when i knew i was gonna run out and i'd started stressing about how i was gonna you know get more you know like but anyway like i just even before that right even before even even before that when we were still dating right (laughs) I was trying to tow her one time her car broke down and, uh, and the, st- and the strap kept breaking and I was convinced she was doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like losing my shit, like freaking out, yeah. like complete and total meltdown over a car not being able to tow. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, my father never acted
1: like this. Oh, fuck. I told her well mine did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but just a fucking emotional just all over the place like oh you know they used to call me at uh, my other job i don't think i've ever told you this uh-uh. mood swing marty <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna steal that dude <laughs> that <was> my, <laughs> that's so awesome I was mood swing. Like, today so you want to know what being recovered means it's uh, not being called mood swing Marty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Just being normal Marty. Yeah, being a consistent <laughs>
1: adult. Just who's not gonna lose <laughs> his shit at the drop of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I I was convinced. I had self-diagnosed myself as bipolar because of the same thing. I was like, jacked and then crashed and then fucking wired and then crashed and I'm like, something's not right. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I was talking to Megan the other day about this. I don't know. I hate talking about myself, but I'm just like pretty mellow most of the time. now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm just kind of like, Oh yeah, that's cool. And yeah, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Like it just a complete psychic change.
0: Yeah. Um, it's hard to, for me to picture you like that, honestly. Yeah. Cause you're about the most even killed person that I know. And like, that's what we were joking around when you called her to do a 10 step. I was like, Kyle, yeah. <laughs> something's wrong with Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Something's ever wrong with Kyle.
1: Yeah. And yeah. That, and that, that's, I mean, and people that knew me before can't even imagine me like I am now, you know, cause I'm just the same way. I, I would have been mood, mood swing Regan, you know, like just, <laughs> I was just like nuts and I'm just like pretty level today. And yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's awesome, man. Like,
0: yeah, no, even, even something like this, our podcast today, right. We finally have a guest we're out, you know, we're off the hook We, you know, we get a
1: you know, just take it easy
0: and pepper her with questions and find out about her story. And then that doesn't happen. Like there could have been a possible meltdown involved in that <laughs> with the old me, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, I was waiting for one of us. Cause I'm like that, you know, like I, that I still kind of think like, Oh yeah, I'll probably freak out if something doesn't work. And then it happened and I was like, Oh yeah, well we'll just do one anyways. Like we talked about well, and we were doing it later today. And then I was like, let's just do it now, man. Let's just knock it out. And We'll go.
0: We'll go talk about ourselves some more. <laughs> That'll bring in the listeners. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: As if we haven't said enough <laughs> already. We're forty-five minutes into this one. Holy shit! I was hoping it was an hour. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good, dude. Forty-five yeah. minutes in already. You think so. so? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I uh. I did talk. Megan said she would be on it, but probably not till after school is over. Okay. So, but she she she's down to be a part of it. She's a drunkard like I am, so she'll have cool stories too. Yeah, dude.
0: Like um. So like we talked about last week, Kyle blacked out for multiple days at a time. Like, and I remember thinking when I went to treatment the first time, one of the questions on there was like, have you ever blacked out? And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, have you ever blacked out, you know, multiple days? Have you ever, um, come to, you know, out of a bout of a drinking and like, not know. And I was like, <laughs> A little dramatic,
1: right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I met
0: you. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And then I met her.
1: <laughs> yeah, Megan's story. She she drinks like I do, and yeah. she's got stories. Before she got sober, this time was gone for eleven days. Yeah no idea right yeah like yeah. just 11 day yeah. bender
0: my my favorite story about you two is that because you were both multiple day <laughs> yeah, blackout peoples is that you guys have definitely hooked up before <laughs> but you guys were in a blackout so you don't remember yeah that.
1: we neither of us even know who we are but <laughs> because we were both in blackouts when well, yeah. we ran around with the same people yeah. like you know she's a couple years age difference than i am Crayon but Robert. not you her yeah 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 but uh she um I mean, we, we knew a lot of the same people and stuff. So how we didn't meet, I don't understand. Thank God we didn't know. <laughs> like, been, <laughs> yeah, we that. were just talking about that the other day. She oh, was like, could God. you imagine if we knew each other when we were both drinking? I was like, we would both be dead. I think yeah. honestly,
0: that would be like two evil <laughs> forces in a movie when they finally yeah. realize each other and combine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I've been like that movie with Will, um, Will Ferrell and um where he's at the super hancock where
1: he's a superhero and
0: then he runs into her and then it kills him like Mm -hmm. it would have been
1: like that yeah exactly and And so but yeah she she said she'd be down and then hopefully we can try to get amy back on if she's yeah healthy
0: yeah and like both of those things are the cool things again and i guess i don't mean to harp on it but like um you know they're they're doing stuff that normal people do yeah um but people like us a lot of times that's just not in the cards for us. Right. You know, when we're talking to people that have recovered and the people that have made it out, you know, I've lost m- enough family members with this deal and mm-hmm. watch people not make it out. Right. And not, not have those success stories and not go back to school and, and, you know, and get advanced degrees and not have families and not do any of those things. You yeah. know, like I've seen, I've seen the other side of it.
1: Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, Megan's story is cool. I won't, I don't want to tell all of it, but I mean, being able to, Get sober, get back into school, have a job in the degree she's got. She's gonna have her master's degree here in a little bit. I mean, her and I are engaged. Like, she's got a pretty badass story of just going from a bottom of the barrel drunkard to recovered. You know, her life is pretty fucking cool today, and I'm I'm lucky to be just to be able to witness it unfold. You know, and that's been cool to be a part of, like, again, to see that happen and know that this thing works and reinforce it in, in my day-to-day life, seeing it in someone else, too.
0: And, like, um, the funny thing about her, too, is, like, this idea of, like, not knowing the other person compared to who we are today. <laughs> yeah. but. When you told me that Megan sometimes gets mad at the printer, I was like, "Megan?" Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Really?
1: <laughs> she's like the sweetest most innocent person in the world and then yeah, the other day I can hear her just uh banging on the printer <laughs> cuz it's not working. So, yeah, she uh it's it's cool to see uh it's just cool cuz she's just not not even close to the same person and her and I the way we met's cool. I don't want to go into all of that, yeah. but the way we met was cool and so I knew her for a while as friends before she got sober and um, she's just a totally different person. It's just cool to 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 know her today. So it, it is that
0: redemption. I got that really nice text from my sister-in-law about. You should read that. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, no. Then okay. it's going to sound like I'm tooting my own. We're tooting our own horns. Yeah. It, it, was, was, really a, nice it was a nice yeah, text. It was really yeah. nice. Thank, thank you. Feedback from my sister-in-law. But she talked about like the redemption thing and the triumph. And like I was listening to a podcast last night on the way in and this guy was a, he's a pretty successful guy. Um, and he does like, you know, I don't know, training, training people, military style training, fitness training and stuff like that. And he was super successful. And, but then he got to telling a story and, you know, it was only five or six years ago, things weren't going so well for him, you know, Mm -hmm. and he was not living at the level he's living at now. And, and, uh, you know, without getting too far into that, like that's the part that I liked the best because that humanized him. Right. Cause I hear somebody that's out there just fucking killing it. And I'm like, you know, I just look at myself and I'm just like, Oh, I don't know. Working for the same company, doing the same job. And like, but then when I, you know, like it's, it's, it's like the write up, you know, I don't want to hear all about the, you know, the being, you know, drugs, the mud kind of thing, but I do need to know, like you weren't always killing it. Right. Right. It's the both parts, man. It's the, the common problem and the common yeah. solution.
1: Well, and I love hearing about people practicing spiritual principles like perseverance and stuff like that, where a dude gets knocked down and is able to kind of, I mean, everybody loves that shit. That's yeah. why we like Rocky and stuff, you yeah, know, it's like, I guess so. yeah. And it's cool. Cause it's easy to look at someone and go, Oh yeah, that guy just had it easy or whatever. And, and to see people, I mean, everybody has a, a story where they've been able to rebound and come, maybe not everybody, but the majority of people. and, Ours just happens to be revolving around drinking and drug use, but we've been able to rebound and redeem, redeem ourselves. And like you like your sister said, like triumph and stuff, you know, that's, it's just killer. And I keep saying this, I say this all the time. That's why I think this podcast has a place. And that's why we're going to keep doing this thing is because those stories, they need to be hear, heard more and yeah everybody can relate to that. So,
0: yeah, that's the deal. That's the deal with this is we're like, dude, we know too many people that have just overcome and they're just like killing it. They're just doing so well in life and they're people I value, you know, and they're just, um, they're everyday people. And you know, I, I don't know, they work in all kinds of different industries and it's just some of the coolest shit I know. And maybe the uniqueness of our fellowship and how we get to know each other. And we talk about our personal lives, you know, um, you know makes it you know that information more available than it would otherwise be in just a random person but like i see people that are succeeding and i have this thing where i just automatically assume that this person's always been successful and you know right. then when i get to know people and especially people that have had drug and alcohol problems and um you know it's that it's that you know I used to get into like how far down people had gone, and I'm like, oh my God, I could, you know, like that's crazy, but that's (laughs) not the thing that really attracts me anymore. It's the how far, uh, how far they've come. Like that's the thing that it gets me jacked.
1: Yep, exactly, dude. I completely agree. So, yeah, let's hope that, um, we got to get a guest on yeah. ne- next week because <laughs> I don't think it, we, we can't just do you and I. again. <laughs> no. If we have to, we will. But <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll get on the phone. So, uh, yeah, hopefully there'll be some other fucker here.
1: Absolutely. And then we uh, again, before we close this out, you can reach out to us at recoveredafpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a SoundCloud account under recovered af podcast and then we're on stitcher and itunes so
0: and probably uh, pretty soon i i'm thinking if my wife has a say on the rest of as many platforms as we could get on (laughs) she's uh very politely um told me that there's lots of places where people listen to podcasts
1: okay we'll have to try to get on some more of them then Or she's going to do it for us. That would be sweet too. (laughs) And then, yeah, hopefully we'll get a a website up and running and something like that. You and I were talking about that today. Yeah, a website. Oh yeah, you uh, called me yesterday and you were like, do you think we should do this? And I was like, yes, because I Googled our podcast and nothing came up about it. So I think we need to try to at least make this thing work. Kyle, uh, Kyle and I may be sharing a brain. Yeah, it's weird. Everything keeps coming to the both of us at the same time. So. We
0: really love, work for like parallel, same-sized company kind of things. Yeah, although not in the same facet. Some people work for the dark side. Some people are still. <laughs> some people are still with the rebellion. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's sort of how this shit keeps happening though. But those are those God shots, right? Like exactly when we sort of get struck with the same idea on the same day and that keeps happening over and over again, it's worth pursuing.
1: Exactly. So we're going to keep putting this out and, uh, thanks again for listening. Like I said, reach out to us with anything and, uh, we'll look forward to catching up again next week. Cool.